is Mary Sophie, and you're listening to We Can Relate. Today we'll be talking to Sawa. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, hi guys, <laughs> my name is Sawa. Um, I know Marie Sophie because we go to the same school. I'm 18 years old, but I'm like, I've been here in brother's grade. Yeah. And I'm from the UK. Okay, well, today we're going to be talking about multiculturalism but more specifically being third culture kids she just taught me that word i didn't like i didn't like know how to define it but um i think that's what we both are like would you agree yeah um um, i do agree with that because um i'm from the uk but my background is chinese so it's always been kind of this like juggle between juggling the british culture which i totally grew up in i grew up in scotland so I am totally British, but it's the fact that my appearance sort of holds me back sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I don't care. Because <laughs> I look Asian, East yeah. Asian, obviously. And I also have the same experience where I grew up in, I grew up between like Nigeria and um, Austria, but I identify like, um, I uphold like, I'm, I think of myself as Cameroonian. Yeah. Although I don't like particularly uphold a lot of like the aspects of like being Cameroonian, I don't know much about the culture. You know, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, my parents would disagree, but I think, <laughs> considering I haven't, ne- I've never lived in Cameroon, I yeah. consider myself more as, like, a third culture kid, where yeah, yeah. I built, and tell me if I'm wrong with this, like, this is how I imagine, like, the meaning of third culture mm-hmm. is, where, like, I kind of built my culture or, like, my ideologies yeah. based on, like, you know, my environment, the social media, the media, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. like, yeah. Th- that's telling me, yeah. and, like, what my parents have taught me, what yeah. my own culture has taught me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have a mix of all of those things. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I do agree with that, actually, because even though I grew up in the UK and my parents raised me in the British culture, um, there were some things... So, r- when raising me in the British culture, they kind of shut out the Chinese cult, like, the Chinese culture in that mm-hmm. aspect. So, for example, I never learned how to read or write Chinese. Yeah. I spoke it for a little bit, but it's just when I speak, I've got the heaviest accent imaginable. And then I only understand it because my mom talks to me in um, Chinese, but I reply to her in English. So, like, growing up, it was always sort of like, I'm very much British, even if I want to, like my mom would use like used to joke with me. She was like, "Yeah, like even if you say you're Chinese, you can't really be because you don't speak, you don't know anything about the language. There's only like some little bits about the culture, and I knew like some, you know, just like childhood like stories, yeah, like yeah. children's stories, yeah. which like parents tell you. So I just know some of that. But yeah, I identify with the UK. But like with having such like um, a mix of all these different cultures, because at home my mom still upholds like some of the orange orientalism like values mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry oriental values yeah um and she also still cooks like chinese cuisine mm-hmm. and so it was just kind of finding like juggling you know like these two cultures around yeah. so like i take like i pick and choose like the different things i want but okay. yeah same, just, same. Like, yeah exactly it's just in a, in a way you sort of like mold your own like personality and yeah. character from all these different um cultures and um like but also something that really helped me like when I first so we now live in Austria and when I first moved to Austria it was like a culture shock because coming from the UK to Austria there's like different things that you don't expect like mm-hmm. um and something that was a, one of the largest barriers I think was the language barrier same <laughs> same yeah like you come and suddenly everyone's just speaking this new language yeah. you've never like heard of you don't know and I personally feel as though that barrier is like 
been eroded these past couple of years because um, I started to like properly focus on German. So now I feel as though I could, um, I could like I could not call myself Austrian, so to speak, but I could just say like yeah, from Vienna, mm-hmm. or you know like proudly say that I'm from Vienna because yeah. I kind of like growing up here for so long you start to learn all these different customs and things Mm -hmm. so then like after a while i realized i had three different cultures like before me i had the british one the chinese one and now i have a little bit of like the austrian culture yeah and it's really it's actually really funny and i've spoken i've spoken about this with some of my friends before like whenever we go back to our like our mother like um like our home Mm -hmm. so for me the uk because you're so used to how like sometimes in austria like when you go into a shop you never share you never share like when you ask for to buy a pen you're just like where can i find this pen and that's it like Mm -hmm. you don't ask any further questions you don't share any more personal information yeah then going back to the uk whenever someone like comes up to me and asks me more i immediately i'm really like what's going Mm -hmm. on what's going on even though like they're not doing anything wrong it's just that i've become so used to different cultures and it's always really funny to think about these different things. Do you feel like uh, the fact that you're like when people see you, they see you as like an Asian, despite the fact that you're British, has ever like affect? How does it affect your life? Like, um, yeah, I feel as though sometimes my appearance like makes them second guess where I'm from mm-hmm. because yeah, because I have appearance of East Asian, and whenever I say I'm British, there's always like a like a look of doubt that comes across their face. Yeah, they're always like, "Oh no, where are you really from?" Yeah, and that's like the yeah. One question I like really dislike, but it's um, but then it's like kind of gotten better, but mainly because whenever someone asks me where I'm from, I say the UK with like such conviction mm-hmm. that they like they just don't want to like, take it. Yeah, they just don't want to ask further questions, but it's. I mean, getting this question, like, um, it also sometimes, like, it brought to my attention that sometimes people just don't, um, how do you say, they just don't realize that, like, people mm-hmm. come from everywhere and they can look, like, yeah. oh, wherever they're, like, they can look like anything, basically. Mm-hmm. And so when I get it from, like, younger kids or, like, even, like, kids my age, I don't really, I'm not as offended because I'm like, okay, fair enough, like anyone can have a time to learn mm-hmm. but when i got it i once got it from like um a teacher from another school and then i was like wow i was Jeez. like okay mm-hmm. and so and then that's like a thing where i feel as though like that's why i feel as though i identify so much as a third culture kid mm-hmm. because even though i don't take anything from the chinese culture whenever people see me they suddenly assume like they give me the chinese culture even yeah. though i can't like uphold, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't uphold any of the va- any of the values or anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, but also like also for example, when I go back to the UK, if they ask, they usually think I'm like from America because mm-hmm. of my accent. Because in the international school, all the accents start to jumble with yeah, one another. Yeah. So you come out with an accent that to someone from the UK sounds American, but someone from America doesn't sound fully American. Yeah. So then it's also like. Also with that, even with the accent, I sometimes feel as though like it's in a like a complete jumble. Like mm-hmm. I don't know where to put myself. Same. But and I feel as though in some ways, like growing up, sometimes I would just like kind of adapt myself to fit more into like the Western culture. Yeah, yeah. Or like act, um, not like act like just like try and 
um, separate myself from the Chinese culture mm-hmm. as much as possible. And but then like it was really it was quite recent, no, like a few like yeah like quite recently where I realized like there's like I shouldn't do that like it's still mm-hmm. part of who I am. And I feel like something that really helped me was actually social media. Right, like, right. Like, I know, like, people are always, like, they're always saying negative things about social media. But, mm-hmm. like, to be honest, like, social media, like, there's some good things. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm really interested in fashion. Mm-hmm. And so on Instagram, I follow, like, a lot of, like, fashion influencers. And, yeah, I follow, like, um, like I follow some Caucasian fashion influencers. But then I realized, like, wow, you know, because, you know, on Instagram, you can completely control your own feed. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I could follow like more like Asian, like East, when, when I talk like East Asian, because mm-hmm. they're the ones who look the most like me, yeah. East Asian fashion influencers. And that really actually gave me a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, there's one, she's quite famous, like maybe some of your listeners might know her, uh, Kiki Yangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kiki Yangs, is, she's like um, a fashion influencer based, like based in Berlin. Mm-hmm. So there was like another, with like looking at her, there's like another something else I could relate to because she also yeah. has a Chinese background but the only difference between us is that like I'm British but she calls her she's German but for me like that was enough because I was like yeah I grew up in like a German-speaking country and she's also like German mm-hmm. and so for me like looking at Kiki Yang's and like her posts and her confidence like also like gave me confidence because I was like wow there's someone that who's almost identical like to me mm-hmm. and um yeah that like gave me so much confidence and it also it also like inspired me to incorporate more like of like an oriental flair to my fashion as well yeah because like growing up like i've also like when experimenting with different styles and things i realized that like with my like with the way i look the way i act with like my body as well the thing that fits me the most is very much like almost like like east like uh, the east asian fashion so mm-hmm. like brands even the brands i shop at are like primarily like east asians so like unique low yeah or like sometimes it's just like like little shops which are like their whole scheme is like japanese or like mm-hmm. chinese and things so it's like representation is important yeah, yeah. Like, it is <laughs> it is i mean i i can 100 percent relate to that um, and that whole like that whole experience like that alone is like a big aha moment for me. I was reading, um, I think online or like I don't know in a video or something. Somebody said that the best way to, I guess, grow one of the like biggest things you can do for yourself in terms of like growing your self confidence or yeah. like self love or like um like navigating the way you use social media because obviously like you're saying a lot of people like consider oh social media like oh it's gonna ruin our generation no 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 yeah, like, there are, like, like, there's always like a bad side yeah, to yeah, everything yeah. but it's like you can't we're, we're already in it like it's, yeah, yeah. You, now you have to kind of like make sure you're going about it the right way yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm pretty sure i talked about this in another episode as well <laughs> so i hope you guys heard it or you're gonna listen to it or whatever but i talked about how um one of the biggest things you could do is follow people that look like you and yeah, follow yeah, people yeah. that you can like connect with. That's yeah, why yeah. I've even had somebody tell me like, oh, you're always like talking about like black artists. Like you're always talking about like black, like I talk about like, for example, Beyonce, Megan Thee Stallion, Normani, all of these like yeah. black. And like, I'm always like talking about like, you know, oh, when I go to like prom, I can't wait to wear like this like African mm, prom yeah. dress. I always tell like everybody that. And they're always like, oh, why are you always like pushing, you know, be so big on like African or like black yeah. Uh, like people and like mm. artists and I'm like cause I'm black like <laughs> yeah, what like yeah, yeah. I exactly. represent being able to see other people 
that yeah, look like me exactly. and even like a lot of them are american you know yeah. so like they're not even like african like that but like even being able to see that you know there are beyonce's there are rihanna's there are normani's out there yeah, that i can exactly. be like those p- people are powerful yeah, yeah it's yeah. like to me it's like um i feel really proud bra- about that and even with fashion you were talking about yeah. it um funny story when i was younger mm-hmm. when i was like first moving into like vienna yeah. i was so embarrassed by wearing printed like african printed clothing oh it would it would literally like scare like i hated it and my mom like she would buy me like boxes worth of african printed clothing and she'd buy me like sandals da, 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 da. and i'd always be like i'm not gonna wear that to school like i'm not because it made me oh. so different and i yeah, hated it yeah, yeah. and so now like growing up i'm always the first one like whenever i go home i'm like am i gonna get like a, am i gonna get like a dress am i gonna get a, <laughs> like what are you are you gonna give me something like yeah, i want to have something yeah. to you know yeah, exactly. so it's yeah, so yeah. funny to me like over time I've really learned to like love and embrace the fact that like I am Cameroonian, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And representation, aha moment is so <laughs> important. Yeah. Um question though. Yeah. Question, how growing up did representation like affect you like as an Asian person? Um Um so growing up um yeah, so basically like so <laughs> when I was little. Mm-hmm. No, 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 like Two years back, I had a dream. (laughs) I had a dream to become an actress. Mm -hmm. And looking back, that's like totally like a absurd like. No, I can relate to that. I also wanted to. Yeah, but like back then, I was very much like, no, I'm going to go to theater school. I'm going to become a West End actress, Mm -hmm. like on stage. Yeah. And my dad was the one who was like very much against it. Not only because he was like, not only was he because he was like bro like yeah you know it's really hard to make it big we don't have connections but he had another point that he made which i like i couldn't disagree with mm-hmm. was that he said that um uh he said that like it's really hard for an east asian to become um to like act in movies yeah because there's just not many east asian act like actors mm-hmm. and another big like point he mentioned was that in acting and being on stage and everything, it's very much on your appearance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good point. Because Caucasian, there's so many different nationalities that are Caucasian. Yeah. So with just enough makeup or like even the lighting could change. You can change someone's nationality. Like I know, for example, Jude Law has played. He, Jude Law, who's a British actor, actually. He played like a Russian. Like it's not mm-hmm. uncommon for these for yeah, yeah, Caucasians yeah. play different um, nationalities. But with East Asian, you're very much restricted to Asian, mm-hmm. like basically just East Asian or yeah. like other nationalities which look like you. Mm-hmm. But over, and that's something like growing up, I remember like looking at like all these movie posters or like models. And then I was always like, yeah, there's like no one like me. You know, there's like mm-hmm. no one like me on those posters. And then um, growing up, I was like, I'm going to be the, f- I, yeah, I like, yeah. I'm first. Or it was, but like after I decided not to become an actress, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm gonna rip to the dream. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Rip to rest the dream. Peace, rest in peace. But I was like, yeah. And then I realized, like, I was like, yeah. If you become someone important in this world, then you can, you can do more things. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to the, like the movie poster and these different like posters and advertisements, actually, like it's become better over like well this past year actually mm-hmm. like. Like, for example, there was, like, Parasite. Yeah, even, oh my gosh, Parasite, can we yeah. even talk about it? Okay, that was amazing. <laughs> Continue, sorry. But, like, even, I realized, like, oh, this one's so, like, silly. 
But on Netflix, mm -hmm. I realized there's like more movies coming out which star like East Asian yeah. um, actors. Well, for mm -hmm. example, there's like Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. yeah. But like for example, on Netflix alone, there's like the half of it, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, half yeah. Of it. And you know that one by Aquafina, it's an A24 movie. I, I forgot the name, but Aquafina, oh. she's like starring in a movie that like represents. Like, oh yeah, I think I've heard. It. Yeah, it's, I watched the trailer. It looks so good. <laughs> I want to watch a movie, but no, I. There's like half of it, and then there's like a rom com called "Always Be My Maybe." Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. I watched that. <laughs> like, I haven't seen these movies simply because, like, um, there's like something in me that I know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just tearing up right now. Mm. There's like something in me that I know for a fact that, yeah. like, for growing up, I never had it, and. <laughs> I'm just so, like, this part of me that I'm, like, just so worried to mm -hmm. watch it. Because it's just, like, it hurts. And it's just so hard to yeah. watch it. And I see on YouTube, like, there's, like, people, like, you know those, like, YouTube, like, reactions mm -hmm. to, like, films? And then there's, like, one person, like, she also, like, also, um, like, Asian-American. Mm -hmm. And she also, like, teared up, like, crying and watching the half of it. And it's just simply because, like, when you grow up for so long without representation, mm -hmm. and then, you grow up as like a third culture kid where like no one really accepts you yeah basically based on your appearance it's just so difficult and so hard and it makes and it just like makes you feel so uncomfortable mm -hmm. so that's why like i say like yeah there's like benefits to social media it's like so important that there's like more people doing the things you want mm -hmm. to do yeah and yeah that's something like growing up like really struggled with but now it's like it's like better like things are changing no i completely relate to that and it's completely okay that you're tearing up because it's it's literally something that affects you over now like i've kind of kind of like desensitized myself yeah. from that it's kind of like it is what it is but i was talking to one of my like a, a friend of mine mm -hmm. who we even talked about like this topic in itself and he told me he was like um to me it was never like an, it never an issue to me that a lot of the movies and films and like tv shows were like for white people because yeah. it just was what it was you know yeah it's like i didn't make the movie they're making the movie so if they want to make the movie for themselves and like you know it's not yeah, a problem yeah, yeah. so he even told me and for i was like wow for a second but then i realized like that makes a huge point for some people it's like it's not like they're white yeah. people they're gonna make white people a movie for themselves you know so yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. is and i was thinking to myself like that's not that's not a good thing you know yeah because yeah, yeah. Even like with the the whole thing like um making black people as like side characters oh and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. it, when you see like black best friend, she's gonna be this loud, supportive, like yeah, supportive like side characters. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the yeah. white friend, and it's like to me it was always how I kind of accepted it. And for a long yeah. time, I kind of built a like myself based on what I saw in movies. Right, yeah. You know, like oh, you know, like this this female character, like there's so many movies about it, like Clueless. You know, like oh, the main yeah. character was why her best friends. She like she had a black best friend that was like, mm -hmm, girl, like <laughs> you do you, uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, you know, like. I love that character like she's so fun and they always made the black character and the black characters could never have an issue you know so yeah, that was kind of yeah. how I accepted it and it was like it was it was never a problem to me because I was like at least there are black people if it's at least you know <laughs> at least they put yeah. black people into it like when you watch crazy rich Asian like since you haven't like the way media represents Asian people like how do you think about that like because like Asians just have a stereotype like they're nerds and like good mm -hmm. at maths or like really good at science yeah and then growing up, like, I really didn't fit in, like, that box, like, the stereotype made by the media. Mm -hmm. Because, like, my maths is appalling, my science is appalling. The only thing I'm really, like, I was truly really good at was, like, English literature, 
like all these essay-based subjects which yeah. stereotypically east asians shouldn't be good at and there's also like the idea like also like you know in the media they always like characterize it's like kind of like east asians are like the nerdy kids the kids who get bullied mm-hmm. and then growing up like my dad told me a story about my sister my dad said that he when we moved to when we when he enrolled my, us into his school like in Scotland, my dad was so worried because he read, he read different like on different news forums or like things that <clears throat> um, East Asians would always get bullied. But then my dad like said that my sister was the bully. So <laughs> it's like, it's like um, I, like, not, okay, not bully like super like she would just um, she like just tease her classmates basically. Mm-hmm. But like she was the one who was like hurting their feelings. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. But it's um. But it's like kind of like you have to realize like these stereotypes like they kind of try to box you in sometimes. And if you try and like break like kind of like break out of them, not like you shouldn't break out of. Like, it's kind of like you should disregard them when mm-hmm. like making your own like personality or like finding like who you are. Even though it sounds cliche, mm-hmm. like it takes a while for you to like understand that. Like these stereotypes don't make you who you are. Like they're just stereotypes. Yeah. Know, yeah. The- know, like, um. No, no, I completely understand. I completely it's like understand. um, like you shouldn't base your entire like your entire like personality, mm-hmm. your entire being, just on these like stereotypes dictated mm-hmm. by like some people. And like I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen crazy rich Asians or any mm-hmm. of these. But like you know, like at breakfast at Tiffany's, I forgot. Um, reference to Tiffany's they had like a Japanese character but it was just like a Caucasian man like as a character caricature <sighs> yeah. of like a Japanese yeah. um, person and it's it was like like yeah the, the like his character was like a borderline like kind of it wasn't like the racist? smartest move oh, it yeah. was like I don't know like yeah kind of racist but you can't but at the same time, Breakfast at Tiffany's is like a good movie. Mm-hmm. So it's also like growing up is also kind of out of five balance where it's like, it's a good movie, right. it's something nice, but there's like this one thing that's a little off. And that makes it even worse. Yeah. That makes it yeah, even exactly. worse because like the fact that it's a good movie and you can't even say, and it, it, it would probably sit better with like me or like, if you agree with this, it would probably sit better in my soul if it was like a crap movie and they were presented yeah, like exactly. these people then you're like, oh, and you're a, like, yeah, it was altogether a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if it's like a really good movie and then like this one specific aspect that shouldn't even be like that con- complicated to c- like conceive or like create properly yeah, exactly. is the one part that's wrong. I'm like, for real? You couldn't even yeah, do your exactly. research? Like you couldn't even... <laughs> yeah. How can you not cast somebody from this exact group to be in like even like in the like, watching like shows with like transgender characters or like and then they have like non-transgender actors and i'm like this one like it, it really it out it <laughs> yeah. was just too much you the budget yeah, was just so large but you could not like even go out in the street and like find one person and it really bothered me like yeah, i completely yeah. agree with that like it's like you don't know if like, you should if you should like it right? or like if you or if it's like, is it wrong for me to be disgusted by the way that they like created this one yeah, character? Exactly. Because it, every single character is so like perfect. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. one character is like, just like unnecessary. Why? Unnecessary like that. Why? Yeah. But yeah, I completely understand with like the whole um film thing and like yeah, being yeah, able yeah. to see represent. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of like film and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And representation to me was such a, like a huge issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some people, it's not, which like. 
live your best life you know like, don't worry about that stuff that's cool yeah. for me and i'm always like talking about it mm-hmm. and and it might also like big issues with how like when you're representing a person like a minority or a person of color it's mm-hmm. like you play them up as like a caricature yeah exactly exactly yeah and like, yeah it's, it's like what yeah and okay i have a question mm-hmm. for um you know the stereotype that like all asian girls are like super like sensitive and like mm. You know, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. because, like, you know, um, the way people interpret, like, Japanese, like, girls, oh, yeah, or, like, yeah. Jap- like Japanese culture to see girls as, like, um, these, like, innocent, like, yeah, yeah, these yeah. freaking 30-year-old women as, like, these innocent little, like, <laughs> yeah, teenage yeah, yeah. girls, or, like, yeah. when you see, I'm, I'm a huge fan of K-pop, a lot of people have found me for that, <laughs> but, like, I am a fan of K-pop, where, like, um, for example, you have, like, these 20-something-year-olds, like, schoolgirl outfits, mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of people were talking about, even on Instagram, they're, like, the way people fetishize, mm, like, yeah. Korean girls or, like, Asian girls as these, yeah. like, innocent girls that, like, yeah, can't yeah. stand up for themselves. They don't know what sex is and they don't know, like, all of these yeah, other yeah, subjects yeah, yeah. is. Like, how, like, how, what do you think of that? Um, like, again, it's just, like, another stereotype, which, mm-hmm. like, again, like, I just, like, it's something, like, it's just, like, a stereotype which is, like, so disgusting it shouldn't exist. It's just like this whole idea, like like fetish, like yeah. fetishizing, and like, which I just found so disgusting when I grew up. Like when I realized it existed, I was like so disgusted, and I just mm-hmm. wish it would never exist. And then, but like again, like I was never like growing up, I was shy. But I feel like every little kid was shy. Yeah. And then it was again actually due to like Instagram, like Kiki Yang's, because mm-hmm. she was like a very um. For me, I just saw her as, like, someone who was, like, just a strong person. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it was, again, I took from that. But also something that for me, like, um, where I quickly realized where if I were to act, like, shy or timid, it could be so easily manipulated because it's the whole stereotype yeah. of, like, the fetishizing and, like, how, like you said, East Asian girls are going to be, like, timid. They don't mm-hmm. know certain things where I was, like, okay, well, I can't be like that. Mm-hmm. And something that really helped me to like gain like my own strength, like own confidence, was actually like fashion, mm. and not because like how I dress is good. Like certain things I wore. Like I got my first pair of like Doc Martens. Yeah. And when I like whenever I wore those, I felt like I could like do powerful. Anything. Yeah, exactly. I felt so yeah. powerful, like so tall, like confident, simply because of like a pair of boots. Mm-hmm. And so now, like, um, like whenever like the shoes I wear, I, uh, even now like shoes I pick to wear it's always either like Doc Martens or something with like a thick sole something that gives me a little bit of height because mm-hmm. that always gives me like the most confidence yeah. in who I am and then um, like also yeah like with what I wear I really like also like sometimes I like to wear like long jackets like or like blazers because yeah, it makes me yeah. feel like I don't know because like you know blazers kind of connotated with like connotation with like a businessman like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. someone rich powerful so wearing these like different aspects gave me like the confidence to do that yeah. and in doing that like I like to feel as though like I I don't confine myself to like that East Asian stereotype again for like uh, for women but I feel as though like this is not this idea is not just um, restricted to East women uh, East Asian like women I feel as though like women in general sometimes have to like deal with this mm-hmm Mm-hmm. no for sure for sure i mean for me the one of the big stereotypes as like a black girl was like mm-hmm. oh black girls are aggressive or loud and for so long i was like trying to like combat that even though my personality is la- naturally like loud I- i'm an energetic person <laughs> like that's naturally how i am for so long i was like no i don't i don't want people to see me as like that like the angry black girl 
And like I would, oh, I would kind of like yeah. try. I would low key. I, a lot of like things would happen to me where I would like hold it in and like let it bubble oh. because I didn't want to be like the angry black girl. Yeah. But then after a while, I was like, instead of like trying to push this mm. side of me, like this naturally like very charismatic, like crazy robust whatever side of me, I was gonna just like you know this is what I this is what it is. If yeah, you wanna yeah. if you wanna say all black girls are like this, that's an issue for me. But if I'm if you wanna say I'm an angry black girl, cool. I will be, but like I don't. I didn't want it to be like, oh yeah, this one stereotype. I couldn't be it because other people assumed me to be, and that was like one yeah. of my even like in terms like what I just said about like Asians being seen as like timid. One of my yeah. friends, she's Asian, and she's timid, and like she always told me like, no, I like I don't care. This is just I'm not gonna start being like. This yeah. You know, like yeah, exactly. that's one of the I feel like big things with um stereotypes yeah. that a lot of people are scared of these stereotypes yeah, to the point yeah. where like everybody's kind of like trying to fight them. Yeah. And exactly. like for me, one of the like biggest most confusing parts when growing up was like how am I going to go about like figuring out yeah, like, the yeah, stereotype, yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um next question. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is a really nice conversation. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. How did you actually like um I guess get used to like the the fact that there were so many like uh, the school that we go to that you went to yeah. now that you graduated <laughs> is international yeah. so like how was it to like go to a school that was like international like that um it was like when you first get there i i, I remember my very first impression i was like wow i didn't mm-hmm. know these this like this many countries existed yeah it sounds so stupid like dumb of me to think at the time but i remember i was like some of the like, people were telling me where they were from and i was like I haven't even heard mm-hmm, no, I get of that. these countries. And then I suddenly realized, I was like, wow, I was like living in such a small world. Because mm-hmm. people from my school, there was like, there's only like a certain number of places where people came from. It was like, and then like I came here and it's like so like diverse, like all these people. And then another thing like I was like, I found so, I was like kind of like amazed about was like, yes, I had heard of these countries, but I had never actually met anyone from yeah. there. So then again, it was like meeting these people. And then like, but I think that's like, like how do you say, like a pro of being like a third culture kid, where it's like, you pick up, you learn so much about different cultures. Mm-hmm. And then what's like so nice is that you can like take some of them into your own. Yeah. So it's like, so then it's kind of like, I was like, yeah, like maybe you don't really feel like you be- like belong anywhere or anything. But at the same time, you now know so much about like like different people, mm-hmm. like different things, like and yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I have the same experience. When I was moving to Austria, mm-hmm. it was just like so confusing because I knew I recognized that like very few people look like me, mm-hmm, yeah. and even the people that look like even the like other black people, mm-hmm. they were obviously not like Cameroonian. Not very few of them were Cameroonian. Fun fact, I didn't even know, like, Rachel, who was Cameroonian, was Cameroonian until, like, the third year, fourth, third, fourth year that I knew her. So it was, like, everybody was, like, was, who, who looked, com- and everybody was kind of different from me. Yeah. I think the funny thing about our school is, like, I feel like all of us are third culture kids. Like, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Every single one of us. You might deny it, but, like, come on. Think about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, over time, when I was, like, kind of very, like, scared or comfortable with the fact that, like, I'm... I don't belong here like nobody mm-hmm. looks like me i kind of started to learn that like it's like it's normal you know and that it's yeah, completely yeah, fine yeah, if nobody yeah. looks at me because now i can like embrace the fact that nobody has to look like me for me yeah, to feel exactly. okay yeah, and yeah, that yeah. to me is like a big aha moment for me yeah, yeah was yeah. like 
nobody has to look or nobody has to be like a mo- like a replica of you for you to be yeah exactly. belong yeah, somewhere yeah, you know yeah, yeah and so over time going to an international like place that was diverse in its cultures but not so much diverse in its like like uh, races mm-hmm. was like i learned that like yeah sure there might not be like a whole lot of like Cameroonian or black people there mm-hmm. but like I can still belong here and make friends here and be okay here despite yeah, like and yeah, with yeah. people who weren't even like me. Yeah. Um, for example, I told you like I like K pop. Yeah. That was like I, I I knew about Asian people from like the media and stuff like that. Yeah. And the way like I knew like my idea of like, you know, how Asian people acted, the like fact that um, Asian girls were like super feminine and like, you know, really quiet yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So when I came to um Austria mm-hmm. I met people and like my friend funny enough, I was introduced to K pop by a black girl. And I was introduced to, you know, I was introduced to, like, so many... One of my Asian friends, she loves Rihanna. Like, I was introduced by all of these different cultures, by completely different, like, Mm -hmm. people that didn't even come from there or didn't, like, you know, quote-unquote, belong there. So it was so, like... if Over time, I kind of learned that, like, you know, it's fine Mm -hmm. for me to, you know. Now, um, before we wrap it up, could you please give some advice? We could both give some advice to people who are going to, like... A multicultural place and are you know scared that they're not going to fit in like what would be your advice to them uh, <laughs> um it's just like it's it's just like the basic like be yourself mm-hmm. like it sounds like so stupid but it's like no no I, I completely and like you should be yourself but like the journey to finding yourself and becoming that self it takes a long time and mm-hmm. it's like you should just never give up on that journey. Yeah. And you should just always continue with that journey. And it's like, even though it may take, for me, it took years. And then it's always like something small that like helps you like find it. Like for me, it was social media. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe for other people, it may not be something. But it's like, you should just never give up on that journey. Just like always continue. And I think it's like, you should just be calm. Like be calm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, no. I sound so redundant. Like mm-hmm. it's always being said. But honestly, it's like, it's, like the best thing and it's like i don't know maybe like um just like find one thing that really like brings you confidence like mm-hmm. for me it was fashion it was like that one pair of doc martens mm-hmm. that brought me my confidence and allowed me to like to fully understand and like accept like who i am so yeah it's just like it's just like you should just never give up on that journey like yeah. always like continue on it no yeah. matter what i get it for sure for me um i guess I mean, I, that whole thing was an aha moment. Like, guys, <laughs> you need to write that down, take it, like, embrace it. For me, I talked about this in another episode with Michelle. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's going to be out, whatever. But um, basically, we talked about it, and uh, she was, like, moving to a new school. And mm-hmm. her advice and what we talked about was, like, when you like something or when you appreciate something <clears throat> or when you feel like this is something that you're proud of, embrace that like with your yeah, like, yeah, with yeah. everything you've got and a lot of people are scared of that they're like i could you know and we talked about this where it's like i could do this i could love this mm-hmm. but it's so much easier to not it's so yeah, much yeah, easier yeah, to exactly, not yeah. actively like like search within myself exactly what yeah, i'm yeah. proud of and what i love yeah, and yeah, yeah. um what something that i'm I like over these past two three years that i've really tried to do is like reflect on myself which sounds yeah. really corny guys but <laughs> i swear to god it's really important and i say that to everybody like check yourself reflect where yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. if there's one thing you don't like about yourself, or if there's something that you like about yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. you need to be able to identify, like, I'm this person. 
I like this. I dress like this. I yeah, like making exactly. these type of friends. I like this part of like my invite. I like yeah. my this aspect of who my mom, my dad, like my brother, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. really know this so that if you ever decide to change it, for example, like we were talking in another one, <laughs> we were talking about like um peer pressure. Oh yeah. And how like a lot of the reasons why kids are fall into peer pressure is because they don't know really who they are and what yeah, they yeah. like are accepted of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're like, oh yeah, like m- maybe it's okay. Like maybe it's yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. If you really know yourself and know like all these parts of yourself, it's so much easier to, I guess, build up yourself before allowing and going into a third culture environment or like yeah, multicultural exactly. environment, allowing other people to tell you like, you are this part of being um, Asian, you're this part yeah, of being exactly. black, you're this part of being yeah. you know, Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, yeah, it's like also like if you're like third culture kid, like I mean, it's like you shouldn't like shut out one of those cultures. Yeah. Like for me, for so long, I've tried to like suppress mm-hmm. like the Chinese culture. And you just shouldn't because it's like at the end of the day, it's still who you like, who you are, yeah. sort of. Like you may, I may not fully abide to it, but I'm in the, it's like still part of my life. So you shouldn't, it's just like, you should be open to things. Like, keep doors open. Like, keep your options. Yeah. Like, don't put all your eggs in one Yeah, basket. yeah, <laughs> yes. <know>? Aha, moment. <laughs> yes, okay. You know, but like, it's, because like, at the end, like, it could, um, it's just like who you are. It makes you who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much, Salwa, for joining us, coming here. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on Spotify and share it with your family and friends. See you next week on our new episode of We Can Relate on Saturday at 4 p.m. <laughs> Bye, guys. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>